This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at Radio Missions, where we send out the gospel, the Voice of Truth broadcast every Sunday. I wish you'd write me, and we'll send you a radio schedule. We're over on 100 stations with the Voice of Truth broadcast every Sunday, and 111 stations, I believe it is, with the Trailblazer. And you may have some friends over there somewhere that you'd like to hear the broadcast. Write me. I'll send you a schedule. Or go there to radiomissions.org, and you can look up our radio schedule there. You can see the old Trailblazer, how that you can hear the live streaming on 24-7. And uh, you can hear the archives messages. Some of them have not been played yet. Some of them already been played. And then if you write me, we'll be glad to send you literature to give out tracks, good sound tracks. And we do that day by day. So if you would, let me let me hear from you. Let me know that you're listening. And if you folks up there, I have very few listeners in Canada. Maybe you hear me in Canada. Let me hear from you. Up there in Nova Scotia, I know we have some listeners up there. And uh, then over in Northern Ireland, I'd like to hear from you. My old friend there that's the radio station manager. You hear the old trailblazer? Drop me a card and let me hear from you. And I appreciate it. I wish you would pray for me. Pray for me. Prayer. Prayer changes things. Did you hear that? There's a little cliche. Prayer changes things. It does, my friend. Did you know the Lord knows if you're praying? The Lord knows. I tell my folks here in my congregation, and you too on the old trailblazer, I said, when you get up in the morning, sit your feet on, put your feet on the side of the bed, on the, side of the, on the floor right side of the bed, before you put your shoes on, just stop for a moment and say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. I told you this little incident. I had a little nephew that was a little orphan boy, so to speak. Didn't have no family. It was all broke up, and he was staying with his grandma. And he's about three years old. And I, my wife and I stopped by there one morning to see her and, and to see him. And I walked in the door, and I said, How you doing, babe? He said, Uncle Albert, I woke up breathing. My friend, he woke up breathing. He had more sense than we got. He was thanking the Lord for waking up breathing. Have you ever done that? The Bible says, Give thanks in all things. Give thanks in all things. But, my friend, we're so blessed. You have a nice home, a nice family, wife and children, a job. Or maybe you don't, but you're breathing the fresh air. You're breathing. And I ask you, are you thankful for those things? Are you thankful that we have a, a country where we can worship as we please, as we choose? We give those people who have uh, religions that we don't, uh, agree with we give them the privilege of worshiping uh, as they choose we give the atheists privilege of, of worshiping as they pre- as they please the agnostics and the skeptics we give people the privilege of criticizing god's word and not, and, and all of those things we can be thankful for that well let's get back to our study we're looking at where adam and eve were in the garden there and they sinned and the lord cast them out or at least the lord showed them they were naked and they ran out hunted themselves some some cover there in the bushes. And uh, we were looking at that, where Adam blamed Eve, that the woman thou gavest me, she gave me. And isn't that just like like human nature? You ever ever done that, my friend? You you ever done that? Well, you, you, you. I I heard a man tell me a little thing about two men. They had fallen out, and finally somebody got them back together, and, tried to reconcile, and one of them told her and said, well, if you hadn't said what you said, I wouldn't have done what I'd done. Boy, that's really repentance, wasn't it? Wasn't that repentance, my friend? But let me tell you something else. There's a place where God and man must meet, must get together. It's either in grace 
are in judgment, and that is a place where both are revealed as they are. Man what he is, God what he is. You know, the greatest moment of a sinner's life is when that revelation of himself comes to him and he realizes who he is and what he is and the judgment he's under. I often tell folks the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual before he gets saved is to see himself in need of, of salvation, in need of cleansing, in need of washing, in need. Oh, if you never see your need, you're not going to flee to Christ. And then the greatest thing that ever happens is that the Lord God of heaven would stoop down and reveal to your heart, oh, wicked cuss like you are, oh, wicked uh, uh, whoremonger, fornicator, old drunkard, old red light district honer, that the Lord would come there and show you that Christ died for you. But listen, let him let you see that Christ died for you. No man knows that apart from the Holy Spirit. Listen, no man knows the judgment he's under apart from the Holy Spirit. When a poor old sinner lost stands before God with his heart revealed and sees himself lost and ruined and wretched and poor and blind and naked with everything under the judgment of God, he finds himself hopeless and helpless doomed and damned, and that's where grace steps in. Now, I know that's not acceptable today. I know that we have a generation now who have, a, who have what I call a silk handkerchief preachers. They go to a seminary. They're taught by uh, godless professors who, who are gone to court, gone to seed on the easy believingism, and that man is somebody come, and they teach that to our young pastors and young preachers. I know we had a group of them come in the bookstore one day there in New Orleans, and they were picking up some of the pastor's books. And I said, what y'all going to do with those books, preacher? He said, oh, we put them out around the campus over there at the seminary. And I said, does the professors know? He said, oh, no, we can't tell them that. We can't tell them we did it because we'd run us out. But we want the gospel to go out. Oh, my friend, listen, when the Holy Spirit steps in, that's a place where he reveals to that heart what God is, and that he's a God of grace and a God of mercy and a God of love. That's the place that old Adam came to. But I want to tell you, first of all, it will be an awful day when you have to find out, when you have to find out in judgment. Don't kid yourself, my friend. You're going to meet God in grace or in judgment, and you're going to find out who you are either in grace or in judgment. Let me tell you something. Let me, old trailblazer, just be honest with you. God deals with a sinner on the basis of what that sinner is, and he deals with us on the basis of what he is. The Lord Jehovah, as a bruised seed of the woman, the sinner's substitute on the cross, descends in grace to the lowest depths and finds a sinner as he is, meets that sinner's condition, as a sheer object of mercy, provides an all-sufficient remedy in the substitutionary death of Christ and saves that sinner forevermore, eternally. The individual who does not, by faith, see God on in the cross will have to meet him by and by at the judgment seat of God where there's no mercy. Do you ever think about that, my friend? Do you ever think about the judgment seat of God? The Bible 
tells us that every man will stand there one day to be judged. I often describe that scene. Maybe I can do it at this time. When that day comes, and I don't know when it'll be, and you don't either, we'll, I believe that there'll be whole congregations there. This church, big church, little church, whatever. And the Lord, the Lord will tell the recording angel, look in the book and see if uh, Dr. So-and-so, the pastor of First Baptist Church or wherever, or First Methodist Church, First Presbyterian, wherever that church is, see if his name is there, Mr. Angel, and he'll look in the book of life. Did you know there's a book? The Bible says the books will be open, and another book will be open, which is the book of life, and your name is recorded there if you're a Christian, if you're God's child. And the angel looks in that book, and he comes back. He says, Sir, oh Lord, his name is not there. And he says, look again, look again, be sure. And he looks again, and he says, no, his name is not there. All the time, that individual, Pastor so-and-so, Dr. so-and-so, be standing there, can't say one word. And the Lord will say, depart from me, sir. I never knew you. I never knew you. Isn't that going to be awful? Will that be you, my friend? Will that be you? You say, well, that's all a bunch of hooey. That's all a bunch of old folks' tales. No, no, the Bible is not an old folks' tale, my friend. It's God's Word. I hold it in my hand. I hold it up for you if you could see me. It's God's Word. You can believe it, be saved, disbelieve it, make fun of it, ridicule it, water it down, cut it to pieces, and go to hell for your trouble. Now, my friend, the old trailblazer has a reputation of just being honest, being sincere, my heart is overflowing with grace and mercy and love to lost sinners. But I tell you one thing, you have to meet God. You've got to meet him one day. And will it be in grace or will it be in judgment? You will stand there one day. And I'll have to stand there and witness against you that you heard the gospel. You heard the old trailblazer. You heard Pastor Shelton, the old voice of truth preacher. You heard him tell you that man is a sinner, that you must be born again. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Oh, my friend, it's not an easy thing for me to say that you'll be cast into judgment. No, but it's the truth. I must be true to your soul. I have to. The Bible tells me to preach the gospel, be instant in season and out of season, reprove and rebuke with all long suffering. That's what I have to do, my friend. Wherever you are, no matter who you are, you may be my dearest friend, you may be my bitterest enemy, whoever you are, if you never get saved, if you never come to Christ, if you never take your blame, you will stand there one day. You said, how, how so? And all, do you know anything about computers, my friend? Even in this day we're living in, everything about you is on a computer somewhere. You can, I can look up your name and find out your history, your ancestry, all of those things, my friend, just with a click of the switch. Don't you know the Lord knows? It's been often said that there are two records kept, one in heaven on that great uh, book of life, in that computer of life, and the other one is in the, in the recesses of your brain. You will agree with everything that the Lord exposes about you because it will be recorded there in the memory of your brain. And my friend, what a sad day. But it doesn't have to be. 
It could be a gracious day if you trust the Lord, if you just take your blame and bow unto the Lord and uh, listen to God's word. We're going to see there how the Lord preached uh, blood redemption to old, old Adam and Eve, and he killed the animals there and shed the blood and let them see. We're going to tell you that story maybe in our next segment. I'm not sure. But the blood makes a difference, my friend, only the blood. Are you, have you ever seen yourself covered by the blood? Oh, I won't have that bloody religion. I, I go down there to the big church with the stained glass windows and the tall steeple and, and, the, and a hundred-piece choir and a great pipe organ. I go to that church where the pastor don't know when I'm there or not because there's so many people there. But my friend, salvation is a personal thing between you and the Lord. You're going to meet him in judgment or you're going to meet him in mercy. Which will it be? Which will it be? The Lord says uh, he's not willing that any should perish. Oh, but you must come to him as a poor old sinner seeking mercy. Remember the old trailblazer? I'm here every day, Monday through Friday. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I have nothing. I have nothing to hold up to you. But uh, remember my mailing address, if you would. I'd like to hear from you. It's uh, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. And let me give you my phone number quickly. It's area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye, and may God bless you. <laughs> 